0: presence of the Lord as we have encountered the Lord in worship. Amen. As we have encountered the Lord in worship. And that is the most important thing. Does anyone feel like you've experienced something in God that you've not experienced before today? Amen. I want to, I, I want to, yeah, even the testimonies were so powerful today. And I I thank God for his faithfulness. There is no God like our God. There is no God. People worship all kinds of things. Wooden images, metal images, their own selves. But those gods can't do you any good. There's only one true and living God. There's only one true and living God. And he alone, he alone can save. He alone can heal. He alone can deliver. Amen. So I want to encourage you briefly this morning with a message that, that the Lord laid on my heart. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm kind of cautious because once I start preaching, it might be long but I'm telling you, we're almost, we're almost done. Amen? Amen. So, uh, I want to go to the book of Philippians. And, and this is what the Lord has been imparting into my spirit today. This week, all week long, you know, I, I, we've, been, uh, we've been dealing with this, this warfare, this fight that we're engaged in. Uh, so, uh, let me go on with this. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 says, not that I have already attained or am already perfect or perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press to what the toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And, and as I was meditating on what the Lord was saying, the Lord took me to this passage of Scripture, a very familiar passage of Scripture. And, and God says, you've got to press in. You've got to press in. Tell the person standing next to you, neighbor, you've got to press in. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. Thank you that you prosper your word and the things that you sent your word to. Have your way now. Speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So as we, as we continue to deal with this warfare in life, this fight that we're all engaged in. And, and last week, uh, you know, we talked about that uh, you must want victory. Yeah. You know, you have all of these resources. You have everything that, that God has provided for, but you've got to want what God has provided for you. Amen? You can't, and you just can't want it in your, in your mind. Your mind is important, but you have to want it in your spirit. Amen, because you know, you can you can know everything there is to know. You can know the word, you can have quoted scripture, but if you don't embrace and want, somebody say, I must want what God has for me. Even victory in my life victory over any sin, victory over any addiction, victory over anything that is binding you, you have to want it. You just can't want uh, uh, to be saved by grace. Amen. Because a lot of people want the grace of God and they want mercy and we live, we live, we live praying, God have mercy on me. You know, God grant me your grace and we, 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 we know that, that our sins are covered by the blood of Jesus but if our heart is not there, if our heart is not right, we have to question ourselves as to whether we really want whether we really are saved. Amen. You got to question yourself. And so, yes, we live under the grace of God. Yes, we live under the mercy of God. But we must want victory over these things that debilitate us. We must want victory over these things that are hindering our walk with the Lord. And, and consequently, the Lord said to me this week that his, my people have to press in for victory you got to want it, but you got to take the next step of pressing in. Amen? You know what people say, and, and we said it here, and, and, and I know it is the truth. Listen to me. This is the truth. The truth is, amen, that, that, that we can get depressed, and we are in a natural body. And we will say it is natural to get depressed. And yes, it is, because we're human beings. But you know what? You ought to want to be supernatural. You should always want to operate in the natural. Are you hearing me? You should want to operate in the level of the supernatural. So even though it's true that in in the natural we will get depressed sometimes, but, but don't embrace that. You know, don't buy that and own it for yourself. What we need to buy is that, yes, I'm in a human body. Yes, these things will come up against me, but by the power of the Most High God, I can rise up above my situation. I can rise up above my circumstances. Are you hearing me? Because if you buy what the world says, you will walk around depressed. And you will begin to confess what the world says apart from confessing what God says. Amen? I was thinking about this thing, and, and I'm, I'm not going to use my notes because I'll be up here for 45 minutes. All right, I'm going close my notes. All right. I was thinking about this thing, you know, and I thought about, you know, I thought about uh, 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 Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And, and, and when God came looking for them in the cool of the day and asked Adam, where are you? And he said, we hid ourselves because we were naked. And God said, who told you that you were naked? Amen. God wanted to, wanted to focus Adam in on the fact, this is not what I said. So sometimes when we start buying into what the world says, and we start confessing what the world says, and we go to God God said who told you that who told you and you should ask yourself who told me that I have to be depressed because sickness is in my body who told me that I have to walk around with my head hanging down because I don't have a job who told hearing me? That's why I was so glad that I didn't hear what that doctor said. I believe God shut my ears so that I wouldn't hear what the doctor said. I needed to hear what God said because if I heard what the doctor said for five years I would have been walking around wondering when my last day was going to be. So, so who's been telling you stuff? Who's been speaking into your ear? You know, sometimes you can't sit around your own sisters and brothers because of the things that they say. I know you, you, you we, 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 we say blood is thicker than water, but you need to think about which blood. Which blood? It's the blood of Jesus that's thicker than water. So sometimes you have to separate yourself from your family. It might be mama. It might be daddy. If they don't know Jesus, if, they don't, if, they're not, if they're not walking in the word of God, what did we say last Sunday? We have to walk in the spirit. If they're not being led by the spirit and walking in the spirit and living in the spirit, sometimes you got to back off. You got to back away. You love them from a distance. When you say, hello, how you all doing? You know, you can have conversations with them, but when they go into that negative mode, when they go into that, those negative words, amen, the devil is trying to get to your mind because the devil fights his battles in your mind, amen. Sometimes you can be, you can, because of your mind, you can be sicker than you really are. I'll say it again. Because of your mind, you can be sicker than you really are. Young people, listen to me. You know you're a Christian. You know you are born again. You know that you're spirit-filled. So then you need to separate yourself from those people that are doing things that they have no business doing. You need to separate yourself from those people that are having conversations around you, filling your mind with stuff. They're telling you things that you should not be hearing. So that means then that maybe you need to disconnect yourself from Facebook and from Snapchat and from all of that other stuff that, that's speaking into your mind that eventually gets into your spirit because that devil is telling you things that you don't need to hear. Right here, right telling it, sir, right so God says, if we are going to really have victory in this fight, we have to press. It, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be. There, there are times where it's going to be easier than other times, but we have to press in. So I said, Lord, 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 what are the things that we need to press into? God says, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why He said this to me because I was studying something the other day, and and I'm, I'm I think I think it was Nehemiah, and and. Uh, uh, some foreign nations were coming uh, to attack Jerusalem, and they sent, they sent people in first to talk to the, the people that were guarding the city, all right? And, and, and they began to talk to the people uh, about what Nehemiah had told them and said, you know, uh, and I pray that I, that I got the right nation. If I don't have the right nation, then you go back and look it up. You're responsible for studying the Bible yourself. <laughs> Uh, you get the right nation, okay? <laughs> they, 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 they said to him, they said to the people, they started talking to the people, you're going to listen to what your leader says? Look at what our king has done. No other nation on the, uh, 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 around us have been able to stand against our king. Do you believe that, that, that the God that you serve is able to deliver you? I read that thing and God said, you know, my people have to press in to the knowledge of who I am. Because if you don't really know who I am, then the devil will begin to make you doubt my power and my ability to save, my ability to heal, my ability to deliver. Now, saints, listen. It is not enough for you to listen to me on Sunday. I keep stressing this, and I'll keep stressing it until everybody gets this. You've got to know God for yourself. I'm not talking about knowing about God. Amen. You've got to get in this Word, and you've got to study this Word, and you've got to know the God that you serve. It's wonderful that we come and we listen to the testimonies of those people who walk with the Lord and those people who know about God and who have experienced God. But there's going to come a day when I am not around. There's going to come a day when some of the other saints are not around. There's going to be a day when your godly parents are not around. you got to know God for yourself. You've got to know who he is. You have got to have faith in his ability to heal you, his ability to bring you out of that situation. You've got to know the God that you serve. You've got to know he's El Shaddai. You know, he is, he is the God, as we say, the God who is more than enough, the all-sufficient God, because there's going to come a day when you are not going to have enough. All week long, and I had to stop doing it, I was counting my finances for this mission. The Lord said, stop counting. He said, because you know that every time you get ready to go on a mission, before you get on that plane, you have what you need. The Lord said, stop counting. And this morning, as I was praying, and and I actually heard the Lord say this. You'll ask for 1000 but you're going to have more than a 1000 So I guarantee you that right now it's probably close to $2,000. I'll tell you when I, when I get back. I'll send you a message. <laughs> I'll send you a message. But that's because I know. I don't know about the God that I serve. I know the God that I serve. There's some knowledge of God that I don't have. He's too vast for my mind to contain him. But what I know, what I've experienced, can you imagine how many people, and I thought about this one day because I thought about, I said, you know, people who have cancer of the stomach, they don't live long. Some people will die in two and three weeks. Now, and then I said, well, you know, that, that tumor was on the outside of my stomach, on the line. And so maybe it wasn't really, you know, of the stomach. But every time I go to the doctor, they will say, and I would never write stomach cancer. I never write that. Mm-hmm. I'm careful what I write. I got enough knowledge of God to know that you're snared by the words of your mouth. Somebody say, I'm snared by the words of my mouth. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are snared. uh uh-uh, you don't say, you don't hear me. You are snared. You are taken by the words of your, of your mouth. Now watch what you say. For what comes out of this mouth? And it's so easy because we have, many of us have grown up around people who went to church, but they were not spiritually minded. Listen to me. People went to church. They went to worship, but they hung around ungodly people, and many times they were ungodly themselves. They had a form of godliness and denied the power of a godly life. That does not mean that that because you embrace the power power of a godly life, that your life is completely free from sin. We're born in sin and we're shaped in iniquity. That's why the Lord died on the cross. There are going to be days we're going to have to always go back to the Lord and ask for forgiveness. But there is a standard of… And this is what people have to understand because sometimes people will look at And I know some things that have happened right in Tabernacle of Praise. You know, I know of a situation right now where somebody has judged someone and they stopped coming to worship because they judged that person. And, you know, quickly we will say, quickly we will say, people will say, oh, they act so holy and righteous in church. But look at what they did. Baby, let me tell you something. Let let me give God praise. Let me give God glory. Maybe I will slip. Maybe I will say something that I have no business saying, but it does not mean that I am not a righteous person. David was a man after God's own heart. Listen to me good. But David sinned. We get sin, we get righteousness and being perfect, mixed up. We have a perfect high priest, Jesus Christ. All of my righteousness is only because I've trusted in the finished work of Christ on the cross of Calvary. Now that does not give me a license to deliberately sin. And I need to be very careful that I don't be a stumbling block in other people's way. But you need to be very careful that you don't judge me. If you see me in a moment of weakness or if I say something that I have no business saying, that you judge me and you turn your back on God and on the assembly of believers because you saw something that was not right. Be very careful. A lot of people stumble. A lot of people stumble because they judge people. So our righteousness is of God. Our righteousness is of God. And so, so, so we have to be very careful that, that, yes, we watch what we say, and we watch what the devil, because see, what the devil does, he takes advantage of that situation, and he begins to speak into your mind, and he doesn't just say, that person offended me. Or that person hurt my feelings. That's why people stop going to the house of believers. They judge all of us. Those people over at Tabernacle of Praise. Those people, and I, I have to tell folk all the time. Okay, if you had a problem with one person, that's not the whole congregation. There are a lot of people that come to church and they speak to you and they go home. They don't have any interacting with you. So, why are you mad at them? So, why not go to the person that you felt offended by and talk to that person directly so that you can resolve it? No, you're looking for an excuse because you're listening to what the devil is speaking in your mind. And then you begin to speak it and you are caught by the words of your mouth and now you're outside of Christ. God says, you got to press in. Uh, You got to press into this thing. I'm almost done. Where am I? 1235. Give me five minutes. All right. Give me five minutes. Press into who God is. Press in. Lord, forgive me for saying I was taking my notes, not using my notes. Press into who you are. Press in. How many of you know what the Bible says about you? Not what I say about you. What does the Bible say about you? You can see the devil will come and tell you that you're not who you say you are. I've told you, young people, the devil will try to change your name. Yeah, your identity. Thank you. So what did he do to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? That's not their name. That was not the name that their parents gave them, but what do most people remember? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Where did they get the name from? They got it from Babylon. Their names were Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. The names that their parents gave to them. That was spoken over their lives. And when they were taken cap- when the nation was taken captivity, and they were taken into the king's court, the Babylons changed, the Babylonians changed their name. The devil wants to change your identity. But you gotta know who you are. You gotta know what God says about you. Your parents named you, your, gave you your name for a reason. What does it mean? How many of you ever looked at the meaning of your name? Go look up the meaning of your name. Look it up. And if it doesn't mean what it ought to mean, would you save up some money? (laughs) Go to the agency wherever you need to go and change your name. Amen. Amen but you got to know who you are. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a new creature in Christ There are so many things that the Bible says about who I am. And I've got to press into that because the devil is trying to get me and others not to buy into who we really are. Think about the stuff people have gotten engaged in and caught up in. Because they bought into what the world said about them. Think about the stuff you've done because you got hooked up with the wrong people and you bought into what the world said about you. So you tried to be like them. You know, I, I, don't, I haven't figured out what's not cool about being saved, what's not cool about being sanctified. What's not cool about being filled with the Holy Ghost? I, I I haven't figured that out yet. Because most of the time I go to bed and sleep good at night. Most of the time I'm riding around and nothing really bothers me. <laughs> you know, I haven't figured out what's not cool about being saved. Maybe some young people can tell me. What's not cool about being, not now, tell me later. You know, what's not cool about this thing? It's wonderful. Salvation is wonderful. Holiness is beautiful. When you think about what you used to do, not everybody, all of us haven't done the same thing, but some of us have done some things that we don't want anybody to know about. Some of us have done things with shame, just sh- totally shame of. You know, we, we heard people say that, you know, if our life story was flashed up on a screen in the church, people would be crawling under the seat <laughs> trying to get out of the sanctuary. That, so you mean to tell me that ungodliness is cool. Unrighteousness is cool, Lying and cheating and stealing and homemongering and, and doing drugs and that's cool. So why not buy into who God says you are? You accepted Jesus as Savior and Lord. Now now embrace, embrace your salvation. Embrace your your relationship with Christ. Embrace who you are. Last thing, and I'm just going to say this all of that deals with pressing into the Word of God. There is something that that very few Christians do little of. You've got to press in to prayer and fasting, you've got to have a prayer life. You have to move beyond. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray to the Lord my soul to take. <laughs> you got to move beyond our Father which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. That thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. You got to move beyond that, saints. You got to develop a communication with the Lord. you got to develop a life of prayer. You know, sometimes I think about people say, I don't know what to pray for, and sometimes I find myself praying, you know, for hours. Sometimes I have to stop at the house. You don't stop praying if you really understand the power of prayer and a prayer life. You don't stop praying because you're riding along, driving your car, praying for people. You know, you're in the shower praying for people. You know, you, 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 God just be bringing situations to your mind, things that you need to lay before him. You know, he'll wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning and, and put somebody on your heart, and you got to pray, you know? You got to pray. So God says, my people have to press in to prayer. Press in. We, we are too, we, we don't take this, this weapon seriously. If you are too busy, If you are so busy that when you get on your knees at night, you fall asleep on your knees, then start getting up early in the morning, have a mindset to pray. Walking in the Spirit means walking in prayer because the Holy Ghost is going to lead you to pray.